Welcome everyone to the most high and holy and exciting day of the year for us as followers of Jesus Christ, Resurrection Sunday. I am so glad you are joining us today. This is a day of celebration for us. We serve a God who has overcome every enemy. We serve a God who reigns with power and wisdom and might. We serve a God who has faced the worst that man could hurl at him, the worst that the enemy could throw at him, and he has overcome overcome. And we stand in that faith, in that hope, and that victory ourselves today. I am so grateful that when God uses a cross, it is only a setup for resurrection. I'm excited that when God brings a day of darkness, it's only a setup for a morning of joy. When God brings a trial, it is only set up for our triumph. So today we celebrate. Today we take great joy. Today we believe what 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 records for us. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus, Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Through the resurrection, we have a living hope today. We glory in the cross, but we take our power and strength from the resurrection. And today we have that resurrection giving us living hope. It is alive within us today. For what we are in the midst of, we have living hope. There is no darkness, no night, no trial, no struggle that is bigger than the hope that we have because of the resurrected Jesus. It is no coincidence that in the midst of a global pandemic and crisis, that the church would be celebrating the resurrection. In a day of darkness and uncertainty, we celebrate the one who reigns over every trial, every problem, every dark night, and has overcome and defeated them all. Today, I want us to think about three reasons why we have hope today. And this is not just um, talk that is removed from the reality of life. I can't emphasize enough how great our faith plays a part in what's happening today. This is the day, this is the time that our faith has the most impact and difference-making power for us as followers of Jesus. Wherever there is darkness, wherever there is death, it is only the setup for resurrection. So today, three reasons why I believe we have hope. The first of those is this. There is hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. When the disciples had listened to Jesus teach and preach, when they had followed him and they'd heard his teaching where he had told them that there'd be a day when he would be arrested, falsely accused, when there would be a day he would lay down his life, they had a hard time believing that. But when it all began to come to pass, they began to see that what he had said was true. They lost their own hope as they ran off into the night. They gave up as they feared being arrested themselves. But when Sunday morning came, 
All the things that Jesus had promised came true. I want to read to you this morning from Matthew 28. It describes that resurrection morning. It says, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came back and rolled the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and they became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. The two Marys had come to the tomb. The two Marys had come into a cemetery. The two Marys had come to the place where people who had died were buried. The two Marys came seeking a savior who was powerless. The two Marys came in seeking a savior who was weak. The two Marys came in seeking to have compassion on him. The two Marys came in thinking his power was limited. They were seeking Jesus who was crucified. Oh, friends, if you seek a savior just so you can weep and mourn with him, you're missing out on the power he has for you. You see, he came to meet you in your sin and your sorrow, but more importantly, he came to free you from your sin and sorrow. He didn't come just to meet you there and weep with you there. He comes to do that, but he comes to free us from that place. And so the angel finished his conversation with the two Marys, and he said this, he is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciple that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. You see, the angels had to redirect their focus. They believed in Jesus, but they didn't see the power of Jesus. And God sent a messenger to say, look, there's a whole lot more to this story than you've believed up to this point. He is not here. He has defeated the grave. He has overcome the worst that man could put in his path. He has overcome everything that the enemy has hurled at him. He has overcome. He is risen. And as a result, I believe we have hope today. If our God can overcome the worst that can be thrown at him, then he can give us hope in our day as well. But there's a second reason that I believe we have hope today. I believe we have hope because he has resurrected me. Now, when I say me, I mean me, but I also mean you. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, he has resurrected you. And this is a second reason for us to have hope today. You see, the story of Jesus was a true historical event. It actually happened. It's not a metaphor. It's not a fairy tale. It is historical fact. The resurrection of Jesus was a physical event. The resurrection of Jesus was an event that happened in him. But that's not all that it was. 
His story of resurrection was designed to give me a story of resurrection. You see, I have lived in a tomb and you have lived in a tomb. I know what it's like to live in the midst of guilt so heavy that you don't want to go out and see anyone. I know what it's like to live in such shame and fear and anxiety that you can barely function in your world. I know what it's like to be covered over with depression. I know what it's like to be buried in the midst of all of that. I know what it's like to be swallowed up in trying to prove you're worth something. I know what all of that is like, and I know the impossibility of that. I know how much it hurts. I know how dark it is because that was my condition. I have lived in a tomb. But there came a day when I heard about a love for me that was bigger than my past, a love for me that was bigger than even my sin. It didn't cause Jesus to run from me. It caused Jesus to run to me. Until the day I heard that I could be free from all of the anxiety all of the fear, all of the guilt, all of the depression. The day I heard I could be free from that and the day I realized there was a savior who had taken all of that to the cross, that that's what the cross was about, that that's what the resurrection was about. It wasn't just something that happened for him. It wasn't just something that happened to him. It was something that happened for me. It was something that happened to me. And there came a day when he spoke to my heart. He spoke into my tomb and he called me out of that tomb. He called me out of my guilt. All of my trying to perform and be good enough and prove myself and compare myself and measure myself with other people, trying to be religious enough, righteous enough. There was a day he spoke to me and he called me out of that. He called me out of my tomb. And when he spoke to me and when he called me, I came running out of that grave. I was ready for some relief. I was ready to be free. I was done with all of that. And when I walked out, that's exactly what I found. I found arms open wide that accepted me. I found love so great that it had forgiven me. I found freedom that truly set me free. I didn't have to live in fear of what other people thought anymore. The panic attacks and the anxiety and all the depression began to melt away. I had a new reason to live. I have hope today because I have experienced resurrection. The book of Romans describes this resurrection happens in you and I. Romans 6, verses 4 through 6 says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in a newness of life. In the same way that he was resurrected up out of that grave, you and I, when we believe, were resurrected up out of our grave of the past. Verse 5, For we have been united together in the likeness of his death, if we have, then certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, removed, eradicated, no longer there, and that we should no longer be slaves 
of sin. I don't have to listen to those voices anymore. The voices of guilt, the voices of accusation, the voices of fear, the voices of anxiety, the voices of depression, the voices of comparison, the voices of jealousy of others. I don't have to listen to those voices anymore because another voice has called me out of my grave. He set me free. He lifted my heart. He made it brand new. And now I can breathe. If you're like me, you're watching the news often during the week. Maybe it's daily for you. Maybe it's hourly. And I'm watching all that's happening with a uh, global pandemic. I'm watching what doctors are saying about this virus. And I'm looking for some good news along the way. I want to hear something good. And I found that today. I found something new that some doctors tried and they found great success with with patients of COVID-19. You see, the patients were struggling with breathing. They were struggling to catch a breath. They were finding it difficult, even with assistance, to get the breath that they needed. But doctors tried something. They said, let's turn the patient over and get them off of their back because they say when they're on their back, it feels like they can't catch a breath, like there's a weight upon them. And they turned those patients over and put them on their stomach. And the patient said, wait a minute, I can catch my breath now. I can breathe. And the doctors said, we've discovered what it is. We've discovered the reason for it. Because when the heart lays on top of the lungs, it makes it difficult for a patient to breathe. But when we remove the pressure of the heart off of the lungs, then they can breathe. And I thought, oh, that's beautiful. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to every believer. When I got the pressure off my chest, when I got the weight off of my lungs, when I got the guilt off of my body and out of my soul, all of a sudden, I could breathe. And he set me free. You see, I have hope today because of the resurrection of Jesus. And I have hope because he resurrected me. I have hope, not just in a someday in eternity. I have hope in that, but I have a someday hope for to my tomorrow. I believe there's hope now because of what he did then. And so I, I clearly know what it means to say, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And because he lives all fear is gone because I know who holds my future. My life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen. We have hope today because of the resurrection of Jesus. We have hope because of resurrection in us. But there's a third reason we have hope today. We have hope today because there is another resurrection coming. The resurrection of Jesus is only a picture of another resurrection to come. The resurrection happens in us is only preparation for another resurrection to come. You see, Jesus walked out of a grave. He defeated death in that day. Yet in this day in which you and I live, death still has a hold on the planet. We go to funerals. 
we grieve and mourn those that we have lost. The DNA of man and animals and this planet is still infected with death. There is still corruption. There is still disease. There is still loss. But the Bible says there is coming a day, a day of resurrection that will be for those who have put their faith in Jesus, but also a resurrection of all things for the planet itself. When the planet will no longer be under decay, when the DNA of humanity will no longer be infected with the virus of death, when there'll be no more sorrow, when there'll be no more suffering, God will bring a new resurrection. And here is what 1 Corinthians 15 tells us. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and when this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? There'll be a day when there'll be no more death. There'll be a day when disease and decay and depression and sorrow and mourning and tears will be no more. And what you and I are called to do as believers is to live today in hope of that day. When you do, it brings a change to your day. We're called to live today with the hope of that day. So when I'm going through my week and I'm getting news reports and they're not always good, when I'm getting information coming in and I start to drift back into my pattern, I start to drift back into sorrow and fear and anxiety. When I start to drift back off into depression, when I start to drift back off into all is hopeless, I remember that there's another day coming, that this is not the end. And anytime you see a season of winter coming where there's death, it's only set up for the spring and new life. Church, this is not our day to be discouraged or downtrodden. This is our day to be filled with hope because when God brings about a season of death, it's only preparation for a season of life. And I believe it'll happen in this life as much as I believe it'll happen after this life. Romans reminds us of this truth in verse eight, I'm sorry, chapter eight, verse 18, when it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is waiting for the day that you and I are fully resurrected. You see, I've had my spirit resurrected. I've been made new. My soul is not like it used to be. But I'm waiting for the day when this body will be resurrected. I'm waiting for the day when the glory of God will be fully revealed. And creation is waiting for that day. Your pets are waiting for that day. Your backyard is waiting for that day. The entire planet is waiting for that day when the glory of resurrection is seen and known. Verse 19, 
For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. For we were saved in this hope. So today, when you're watching the events of life unfold and you are experiencing this unrest, this sense of something needs to happen. I feel like I'm in labor. I feel like something needs to come next. I feel like something needs to change. I feel like there's a big change coming. I get it. I feel that too. This is the spirit of God within us saying, oh, there's change coming all right. Because when it's the time of labor, it's only set up for the birth. When it's time for winter, it's only set up for the spring. When there's a time of death, it's only set up for resurrection. And when there's lots of unrest, it's only set up for greater glory. So this is where you and I have hope today. Do not give in to the fear do not give in to the panic. Do not give in to all that's said out there. Listen to the one who is speaking in here. And keep your eyes set on a day ahead, a day of hope. And let that day energize you. Let that day cause you to get up in the morning. Let that day cause you to have peace when you put your head on your pillow at night. Because in that day, all wrongs will be made right. There will be no more death. There will be no more mourning. There will be no more pain. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That is the redemption that's coming. That's the glory that's coming. That's the resurrection that's coming. And that is where you and I have hope today. I can have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. It changed me. I have hope because the resurrection happened in me. And I can have hope today because of a resurrection that's going to happen for me and for you and for the church and this entire planet. Let that drive you today. Death is only a setup for resurrection. Let us walk now as the church. Let us walk as those who know we are now made more than conquerors. Let us not be cast down. Let us not be afraid. Let us not hide away. Let us be those who walk in hope. And because of the resurrection, we have a living hope. It's alive. It's driving us. It's thriving in us. And it spreads from us to our family. It spreads from our family into our church. It spreads from the church into the world today. This is our day to be the voice of living hope. Would you bow your heads and pray with me today? Our Father, we come to you today knowing you have given us hope. We come resting in the hope given to us because of the resurrection of Jesus. 
because he has overcome all things, death itself, sin, hell, and the grave, we have hope. For there's nothing, nothing created that can come and take over us. There is nothing that can destroy us. There is nothing that can separate us from you. And we rest in that today. We find power in that today. We find hope in that today. And I pray that what we remember on this day will carry over into our Monday and into our Tuesday and into all that's ahead and that we might be the voice of living hope in our world today. I thank you that you have created us for this day. We stand in the confidence of what you've made us and are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen.